Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us as we get into the Word of God, talk about it and how it affects our life. Yesterday and today we're doing something a little different. We're just, I'm sharing a personal story about our Christmas in 2004. Yesterday I shared about how uh, we had a tough Christmas in 2004. And sometimes I, I'm a positive person and sometimes, you know, our pastor would give greetings to people who were having a tough time and, and uh, lonely and troubled during Christmas and depressed. And I'd often think, come on, Christmas is a good time. And I was not empathetic that much until our Christmas 2004. And I learned how, yes, if you're having tough times at Christmas, it's really hard. I, yesterday, I shared the story about how my wife was hospitalized during this time with a digestive issues that doctors just couldn't figure out. And it was dragging on and we're in the hospital and it was a tough time. I left you hanging yesterday because we just gotten out of the hospital and and um, I last night our small group, one of our friends there said she was worried all day long. What happened to Roz? How's she gonna turn out? Is she gonna be okay? And of course there she was in the small group it, alive last night. We know the story has a good ending. So let me go on and tell you about the three wise women God sent us that Christmas to meet us in our time of need. And dare I say, you'll see in this story how God used this difficulties my wife was going through to humble me and to, and to bring about growth in my life. Friends, let me remind you, whenever you're going through trials, God is still God. He has you in his mind. He's got you in the palm of his hand. He sees you. He knows what he's doing. He's going to bring about growth in your life. And we that's why we, by faith, cooperate with him. Okay, so this is now one week before Christmas, 2004, Friday night, about midnight. She's discharged from the hospital. The doctor sends her home with this comment. If you'd rather be at home, there's nothing more I can do for you here. I look back now and I realize he probably was sending her home expecting she would not make it. We went home and it was for me the happiest day of my life. I really feel that. Our kid, we decided to cancel Christmas that year. I was, I, I was too preoccupied taking care of her. Roz was completely bedridden. Her muscles had atrophied. She could barely walk. We just said, well, I'll just give the kids money to to buy some presents, to feed themselves, and so on. We just cancel all of our normal traditions. But when we got home that night, about 12.30 on Friday night, uh, our kids had gone out. They'd bought a tree. They were decorating the house, decorating the tree. And as I laid Roz on the couch there and we saw this going on, it just felt the, the ultimate warm feelings. Everything's going to be okay. Roz is home. She was deteriorating in that hospital, laying in bed. Her muscles were atrophying, as I mentioned. It wasn't helping. I thought she's going to be fine. That was a happy, happy night for me. But the next morning, everything changed dramatically because what happened was Ross had her digestive issues came back and she had a vomiting episode that, to be honest, the nurses had spared me ever having to see or be see while she was in the hospital. And I realized that day that this was so violent and so terrible and Ross was so weak. And I thought she can't survive very many of these. If she has if she if this continues on, it will kill her. And I went from Friday night feeling warm and wonderful to Saturday saying, how can I save my wife's life? She's in desperate trouble. 
She didn't have the nutrition given during the hospital. She was on IVs and things like that, and now that was no longer there. And I thought, I know, I called around some of my health food friends. They said, you've got to get a juicer. She's got to get some nutrition. Go buy a juicer. I went out to a health food store, bought a juicer, and and felt was feeling like, boy, I'm going to do good. I remember it was a week before Christmas, and I was shopping. This was, by the way, back in the days when it was crowded when you were still shopping. There was a, there was a line there was, and so on. I bought this juicer. There was a lot of traffic. And I remember I felt so good walking out of the store. I bought what's going to save my wife's life with no idea what to put in it. There's a friend we have named Sue. Sue lived nearby. Sue is, dare, dare we say, a certified health food extremist. Sue would, you know, always, uh, she knew everything about health. She, she would never have anything that was unhealthy. And her kids wouldn't. And our kids, if they visit their house, they're, they're, there'd never be any, you know, junk food at all there. It's quite a reputation that Sue had. And I thought to myself, maybe I'll give her a call. And I did. I said, Sue, Roz has been ill, as you know. I got this juicer, but I don't know what to put in it. What should I buy? She said to me, Tom, where are you? I told her, she said, "Stay. meet me at Trader Joe's. It's across the street. I'll be there in five minutes. Sue got in her car that, that night, about 7 o'clock at night, drove there, walked me through Trader Joe's, explained every fruit and every vegetable in the store, what vitamins and antioxidants and what strengths it had. She did the whole thing for me. And I can't, to be honest, I can't remember what it was. It was an education, and I forget much of it. But she filled my basket with fruits and vegetables to go home and juice to feed my wife to save her life. When we were leaving the store, when standing out there in the parking lot, I had a confession to make. I said, Sue, I've got to confess, I've often judged you for being such a health food addict, whatever extremist. I see some of the things you come to church, you know, these drinks in a clear cup. And I thought, how can you drink that stuff? Go have a soft drink or something. Relax. Have something normal. And all this strange food that she would eat. And it struck me, she wasn't doing that simply because she liked that food. She's doing because she'd been ill herself. She'd had so many health struggles herself. And rather than judge her, that, that there's not been the empathy in my heart for her, for her struggles that I was now seeing Roz was experiencing. And God used that to just humble me so deeply and to break me for being so critical of someone who wasn't trying to be different. They were trying to be healthy. They were trying to have a good life. And I thanked her, and I could, well, I confessed that my sin to her, and I thanked her that day. I said, you know what? Maybe all of your struggles and all the pain you've gone through with digestive issues, maybe that's been to help Roz in her trouble. And I thanked her so much. She, she was my first wise woman that God sent us to help me know what to juice, what to feed my wife to save her life, and the struggles she'd gone through. Rather than judging her, I should have seen how God was going to use her to one day help us. It's very humbling to me, very humbling. That night, I just wept and wept and wept at how judgmental I had been of her. 
the next day, believe it or not, I was teaching in church. You'd say, come on, Tom, weren't you kind of an emotional wreck? And yes, I was. I remember driving out to get that juicer. I was listening to the radio, and the uh, uh, silent night came on. But rather than singing the normal silent night, some silent night, someone had given this updated version that was like jazzy and wasn't silent at all and wasn't tender at all, and it was just like terrible. And I was such a wreck, I literally pulled off to the side of the highway, put on my flashers, and just cried and cried. And how could they ruin such a beautiful song? That's how fragile I was. But I taught the next day in church, believe it or not. Somehow God gave me the grace. I pulled it together. I can't remember what I taught. But I remember afterwards, there was a woman came up to me named Dale. Now, Dale is a, uh, I did not know this, but she was a cancer survivor and a cancer nurse. I hardly knew Dale. She was in our church, but I hardly knew her, and, and we'd hardly had any interaction. And she asked me, Tom, can I come by and pray for Roz? I'd like to pray for her. Well, I thought to myself, I've been praying for her. The elders had come by and anointed with the oil. They've prayed for her. But okay, yeah, if you'd like to come by, make it quick. It's not a very happy time in our house, and we're not inviting in people that were kind of strangers to us. But sure, stop on by. She arranged to come by that evening, six o'clock. She came in the house. I remember I got a phone call right as she came in the house. I quickly took it. All I said was, I led her into Roz's room. On the phone, I said, I, I can't talk now, but I'll call you right back when I can, 15, 20 minutes. Lo and behold, when I, Dale was walking out of the room, just in that one minute of prayer, was walking out, and Roz was walking out with her. And Roz had a smile on her face for the first time in weeks. And she said, I'm going to be better. Something had happened in that room. God used this second wise woman, Dale, who evidently had a, just like Sue had a gift and a knowledge in foods and healthy food, Dale had evidently had a gift and an ability in the area of healing and, and prayer healing. And God used her. And I asked her, Dale, what, what did you pray? And she said, Tom, when I walked in that room, there was a spirit of death in that room. There was a smell of death in that room. There was death emanating from that room, and I prayed in Jesus' name that that would be gone and that Roz would be healed. And you know what? Roz, who, like I told you, you could barely walk, got up and walked. Now she was weak; she wasn't, you know, she wasn't bounding and leaping for joy. But there was a different spirit. There was a faith. There was a confidence that she's going to be good. And she walked out and the, said, "Can I get something to eat?" She hadn't wanted anything to eat in weeks. Can I get something to eat? And she was hungry, and she began to be better. That was that. Five fifty-five on that Sunday was the low point, and from there, Roz began to get better. Sure, she had her struggles, and she had to eat and regain her strength. But God used this second wise woman, a woman I hardly knew. Can I come by and pray for her? And indeed, God healed Roz. I believe began the healing process at that time. Well, the next day was a Monday. And I said, and Roz was feeling, she was, she was eating now. She, all, the, all she was eating was uh, uh, avocados. And she had a, a hunger for avocados and the, that was nourishing to her. And then she'd eat several a day. That's all she was eating. And, uh, and I, but she was sitting up. Her spirit was different. And I said, by golly, Christmas is on Saturday. We're not going to cancel after all. I'm going to go out and buy some gifts. We're going to get some more decorations up. We're going to have some food to eat. We're, we're not going to let this illness beat us. And so that decided that Monday night, Tuesday, I went out shopping 
And I, and I, I, I don't know what I was buying. I can't remember anything I bought, but I just, I'm going to have something and I'm going to wrap it. I'm going to have something for the kids. I'm going to have something for Roz. We're going to, we're not going to let this illness beat us. And sure enough, I went out and I bought stuff and, and so forth, got it wrapped, so forth. The next day, Wednesday now, my third wise woman gave me a phone call. Her name's Deb. All three of these women I might add are in our church. And, uh, and Deb called and she said, Tom, I'm so concerned about Roz and your Christmas. Is there anything I can do for you? Well, that typically means, can we buy you some food? You know, can we bring over a meal? And then, like I said, I was just sending the kids out to Taco Bell or Subway. I was I forget what I was eating, but Roz's diet was extremely limited, avocados. So I said, no, we're okay in food and so on. She said, well, how about Christmas? Can I, can I help with any decorations? And I said, you know, actually, believe it or not, our kids decorated the house recently. I think we're, thanks for offering. I appreciate, how about Christmas shopping? Can I go shopping for you? So you have gifts to give. I said, no, believe it or not, we weren't going to do gifts. And just yesterday, we, I changed my mind and I went shopping. And I got something for everybody. We're all set. And she said, how about Roz? Can I go shopping for Roz so she has a gift to give to you? That's something I had not thought of. I had not thought of on Christmas would Roz have something to give for me. And dare I say, had we gone through with our Christmas, and had Roz been sitting there, not been able to do any of the preparations or shopping and having, and everybody had a gift, but she had nothing to give to me. Well, you can tell if you know my wife, that would have been, that would have been a sad day for her to not have something to give. She truly knows the, the meaning of it's more blessed to give than to receive. And she would have wanted something to give. That was my third wise woman. All, all three of these women minister to me, Sue, in helping us know what to eat. And her trials of her own digestive issues, her own health issues, had made her an expert in what's nutritious food and what isn't. And she was able to minister to us in that time. Dale, like I said, had gone through cancer, a special empathy for people who are suffering, a special faith to see people healed and prayed for, prayed for that. Uh, Deb? a servant's heart, a, a, a kindness, a thinking of making sure every need is met and, and, and that everything that you want done is done. I sometimes wonder, how do people get by in a church? How do people get by without a church or in a church where people don't really love one another? You know, Scripture says, bear one another's burdens and thereby fulfill the law of Christ. I'm, you know, I've been a pastor much of my life. And as pastors, we're so used to giving, giving, giving. We're used to being on call 24-7. We're used to, and pastors and pastors' wives, pastors' families, we're used to just giving and being available. This 2004 was the time when I was in need. Our family was in need. We weren't giving a whole lot at that, that, that year. We were on the receiving end. We, we were blessed by people who cared about us, thought about us who had received from us and now were giving back to us and blessing us in the name of the Lord. Friends, I share this story with you because I just, I just want to ask, are there wise women in your life or wise men or whoever? I call my three wise women like Jesus had the three kings, the three wise men who came to visit him. It's a baby. Do you have these wise people in your life? When we are involved in a church, 
and we serve and we care and we love and we give it's it's like it, it's like we're 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 giving into the community and one day if you have not yet you'll be a re- on the receiving end we reap what we sow we reap what we sow i'm so grateful for these women some of whom i i didn't hardly know but they were so available and so gracious and so serving and dare i say god used them each one to humble me one sue her digestive issues, her trials showed me, don't be so judgmental of people who are struggling in life. People have difficult times. Be a little bit more empathetic, Tom. God used that to humble me. He used her to humble me. Dale, uh, what do you mean? We prayed. The elders have prayed. You want to pray too? And God, it, I'm not saying God didn't answer my prayer or our elders' prayers, but I will definitely know God answered her prayers. Who would have thought? If you would have asked me who should pray for my wife in the church, Dale would not have been on my list. I hardly knew the lady. I didn't know her background or anything. That's who God used to minister us. And then thirdly, um, when I thought I had it all in control, I'd gotten our Christmas together. I knew we were going to eat, bought all the presents. But no, there's one person I'd forgot to have a, a gift to give, and that was my wife to have a gift to give me, which Deb, a third wise woman, was aware of. Of every, make sure every I is dotted and every T is crossed. Amen. I hope you're in a church like this. If you're not, get involved, get with people. You need Christian community. We need to be givers because someday we'll all need to be receivers as well. Father, I want to thank you today for the kindness and mercy you've shown us, the, 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 the miracles you've shown, the healing you've brought, the spiritual growth, the character development, the humility you've brought as a result of difficult times and tough times that we went through that year. I pray, Father, that all of us would, in our lives, if, if we're going through tough times, Lord, we'd realize that you've got your purposes and you're going to work in them. But I do pray now, Lord, I pray with just for empathy in my heart and all of us, Lord, to have a, for those who are having difficult times, that uh, you'd bless them. You'd strengthen them. You'd send just the right people into their lives to minister to them, just as you did for us. We love you. We love you for how the church works. We love for how you minister to us through one another. You're a good God, and we bless you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Okay, folks, so glad you were along with us today. If this is your first time, it's a little bit different the last couple of days as we are telling the story. Usually we look in the Bible, read some Bible verses, talk about them, pray about them. But I invite you to join us regularly, okay? Uh, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Leave a comment. I'd love to hear some, get some feedback. And um, leave a comment, introduce yourself, be part of our community as we get into the Word of God day by day by day, seeking God to walk in His ways. So if you're new, welcome. I hope you join us regularly. Those of you who are ever here every day, I'm so happy to be sowing God's Word and inspiring you. I know your life's changing. Your good soil, the seed of God's word, planted in you is making a difference. So until we meet tomorrow, might God bless you, strengthen you, fill you with this peace. Make this time uh, a wonderful experience of his presence. Amen. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.